what's up? It's uh, it's a hundredth episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Taylor Mansfield. That's right. My wife is here, and uh, she is the host tonight. She's going to be asking me questions, um, some of her own, some that I usually ask my guests, and also some that y'all have asked. Uh, throughout the last couple weeks leading up to this. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Well, first of all, yes. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks yeah. for having me on the show. How I, do you feel about 100 episodes? I uh, I don't even know. It doesn't feel like we are at 100 episodes yet. It's, really? Yeah, it still feels like I still feel pretty new as a podcaster. Really? Yeah. Wow, even though okay. it's been over two years. Uh-huh. But um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem seem like uh like it's been a hundred episodes already. But I'm very excited. Um <clears throat> I I love I love this podcast and the whole community and everything and the people I've been able to meet and the guests I've been able to talk to. And, uh, you know, some of my photography, I wasn't, I was going to say idols, but that's not right. I don't idolize them, but people that I look up to in the industry been able to have on here. And it's been really cool to like pick their brains and get to chat with them mm-hmm. and, and have a few of them become your mentors <clears throat> and actual teachers and educators. Yes. Yeah. Which has been cool. Mm-hmm. I'm partial so, to a handful of them <clears throat> that you come close to. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you, you're definitely familiar with a few of the names. Oh, for sure. For sure, like for sure. Oh yeah. I guess I do talk about them mm-hmm. uh, pretty regularly. Well, I was just in Seattle a few days ago. Yeah. And next time I go, you're planning on going with me. And mm-hmm. we were talking about meeting up with Tony Christine while you're there. That's and right. it was just like, oh yeah, she's up there now. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just a thing now when we go places. You're like, oh, I have a friend there. And they're always a talented photographer. And it's yeah. been really fun to kind of see you like actually hang out and like meeting up with with people, yeah. Kind of like that, finding my people. That, yeah, that like, like not nurture these relationships, but really like just enjoy them. Yeah. Like really just kind of hang out. Like when you were in New York and you saw Phil. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty cool because um, like we've been looking at different travels and mm-hmm. things for this year, and I've been looking at conferences and things uh, that I want to attend and go to, and looking at all the different locations I'm like oh yeah I know people in Chicago oh yeah I know people in you know New York or Tampa or Arizona mm-hmm. I'm like DC yeah DC yeah all North of these Carolina all of those places mm-hmm. so yeah we're uh we we 
got uh, got people all over the place. So speaking of speaking of John Mansfield, where yes. are you based, and what do you photograph? That's a great question. Um, I uh, I'm getting lost in these comments over here. I should just I should just Jamie be, get out of the comments. I know it's so bad. Um, I uh, I should be a good <laughs> guest. Jeez. Um, if you get that reference. Yeah, if you get, there's a lot of uh, podcast listeners. Really? Yeah. Are they best friends though? I don't know of anyone uh, who's also Bevots who listens to the show, but a lot of uh, not not casual listeners. Yeah, yeah, fans or at least people who know of the podcast Mm -hmm. and think they're funny. Um, They're my absolute favorite though. So they're great. Yeah. Um, One of the inspirations for having a cold open. Uh, to this podcast from the very beginning, mm-hmm. our very first episode. I remember. Um, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which you've been on before. I feel like it was like episode 15 or 16 or something. It was early on. It was, it was very early on. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, so to answer your question, where am I based and what do I love photographing? Um, I'm based in College Station, Texas, a little bit outside of Houston. Um, been here for about what, five years, six years now, mm-hmm. six years now. Moved here November of 15. Yeah. So a little bit over six years. Mm-hmm. Um, like the community here, the wedding industry, lots of good friends, uh, venue owners and florists and photographers and all that. Oh yeah. I talked to one of them today. Yeah. Yeah. Play date. They've, they've become uh, family friends too, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is cool. If you need my face, I'm over to unlock my phone um i know your passcode you've been married long enough i know your passcode yeah uh it's pretty simple (laughs) um and then i love photographing people for sure um but specifically couples i really love couples and just uh seeing the dynamics between the two people and how they interact with each other and their personalities and how they mesh and like is there one that's like really over the top like extrovert doing all the crazy things and jumping on each other's backs and whenever i joke about climbing this tree they're like all right cool let me kick off my shoes um and you know who's a little bit more chill laid back a little bit more reserved mm-hmm, a little bit more and how to more reserved. how to have how to make sure they are still having fun for yes sure. oh yeah yeah that that is one of the the more difficult uh, things whenever you do have someone who is very interested in the photo shoot and then someone who is not interested at all and trying to incorporate them in and mm-hmm. make it to where they're not feeling left out um, which I do a lot of that before mm-hmm. the photo shoot itself and getting to know them and what they enjoy and like if it's someone who does not seem like they're going to be that interested in taking photos maybe bringing a drink uh that they enjoy well i love that you always bring music do you always bring music which reminds me you need to buy a new bluetooth speaker uh i really want to get that fancy thanks to the children who have destroyed mine um i really want to get you that fancy fancy but i just don't know anybody in real life who Mm -hmm. has bought it and i just don't want to be influenced right 
from there. By fancy influencers. Because yeah. I've seen so many influencers saying like, hey, this is a great product. And the one I really trust about it is Philip or Flop because he really won't mm. put anything up there. Right. Um, and like, he's got a real like engineering job and whatever. So it's like, he doesn't need the money. Uh, so he actually does have it and use it and loves it. Yeah. And anytime I ask him a question on Instagram, he responds and like tells me the honest truth. And so it looks I'll like, trust him. But. It looks like a good one. I don't remember the brand name or anything, but I think it doesn't have a carabiner hook, right? I am not going to say it in case people love it or hate it or whatever. Right. No, I was just talking about the carabiner. A little it has a, No, it has, oh, it has like a, a loop. Oh, okay. It has a loop. Yeah, because it's the main thing. I like to hook it onto my belt loop. Mm. Um, no, but I'm, this one is a, you can take it apart, make a surround sound. Right. Mm -hmm. I do like that. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but so we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, music definitely <laughs> um, brings people together and like breaks down those barriers mm -hmm. of awkwardness in front of the camera mm -hmm. and they can feel a little bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's what I love photographing. <laughs> All right, what is one piece of advice that you were given that changed your business, how you do business or the trajectory of your business? Um, I think one recently, like in the last probably year and a half was, I mean, because there's a lot over the years. Um, I've learned from a lot of really amazing, uh, very smart people um we talked think, about that yesterday yeah and I think one that I kind of heard from a few different people um the aforementioned uh Tony Christine um as well as like you know Sean Austin Devin Robinson Ben Hartley they all kind of say the same thing which um was that uh that I had to change my mindset from selling to serving mm -hmm. and in instead of trying to sell my photography or sell uh albums or sell whatever um i had to change to uh, a mindset of serving and if i really believed that i was the best option or that uh that the the couple would have an amazing experience with me it was more important for me to um, quote unquote, sell my services to them as uh, serving them because that's the best option for them. But if I didn't believe that I was the best fit, then I would point them somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that has helped me to get past that weird, like awkward um, car salesman type feeling of. You are in the service industry. Yeah. Yeah. In the service industry, which and also in the the artist industry, which is difficult to put um, dollar amounts on what you do, mm -hmm. especially when you look down the road and be like, oh, well, this person is doing exactly what I do for fifteen hundred dollars. What? Why would I charge five thousand dollars to do the same thing? Oh, see, I don't think they're doing the same thing. Right. And that's that's the thing. <laughs> Once you start looking at it, they're really not doing the same thing because mm -hmm. uh, they're not you and you're doing it uh, a different way. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're serving your your clients more than just taking photos, but serving them and, you know, helping 
through the whole process and really mm-hmm. just being there for them um, and giving them the absolute best experience that they that you can, mm-hmm. uh, then it's not selling anymore. You're you're serving, and that mindset shift changed a lot mm-hmm. and really pushed the the business forward and and also pushed me through a wall of pricing because mm-hmm. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I grew up pretty poor. Like we didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and even into college and my first, uh, like nine to five job, I wasn't making a lot. So money was always something that I was like, Oh, well, You're I, aware would, of. I wouldn't mm-hmm. pay this much right. to have someone photograph me. So I can't mm-hmm. charge that much because mm-hmm. no one else is going to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people out there that'll pay, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 uh, and find that value in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a big thing. I had to shift that mindset and then also see the value in myself mm-hmm. and what I could provide for them and, uh, see that they could also see that value in me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that also makes sense. I remember when that, um, mental shift happened mm-hmm. because I, I hate the question, um, what, how did you know your uh, spouse was the one? Oh yeah. Or whatever. And the people that would say, well, I just knew I'm like, well, that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you know, you know. Yeah. That was like, always really annoying to me. I know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's like what? And it was funny because I remember we recently just had our nine year wedding anniversary a few days ago. Yeah. On the 26th. Yeah. Twist. Yeah, um, I was like, that, that feels weird congratulating you. Congratulations for staying with staying me for with nine me years. For nine years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember dating and um, talking to people who were engaged and getting married and things like that. And they said, well, I just knew. And so I remember getting the question, well, how did you know John was the one? And mm-hmm. I was very, very aware of why I was choosing you. And so I never wanted to say, well, I just, I just knew, I knew because of a very specific traits that I valued in a person, in a partner, but then values that you came to the table with that I was like, I didn't even know to ask for this. Um, And one of those traits is that you are a servant leader. You lead by showing, caring, doing. So when you say people matter to me, you show it by how you treat people. And when you say, you know, my family comes first, you show it by making sure we are a priority in your time. Mm -hmm. And so when you had that mental shift of I'm not selling my services to these people. I'm not selling my photography to them. I am serving them and giving them the opportunity to choose me to serve them on their wedding day. That just changed so much about how you approached meeting with people. But it also, I feel like changed how you approached the wedding day a little bit. Mm -hmm. And also kind of just how you cared for your clients 
your brides, your grooms, your couples, your whatever families, any, but like, and, and that changed your business because it came to be more like you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just, well, this is me and this is the business that I've chosen. It's this business is now a reflection of me and how, if I was a business, it would be all heart photography. Yeah. This photography is just the avenue you've chosen mm-hmm. to reflect that. Exactly. And so I really, um, I remember that and, and I've seen that grow and it's been really cool to experience firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another uh, part of that kind of what you were saying, the way that I changed um, like at weddings and on mm-hmm. photo shoots mm-hmm. is that helped me get past my imposter syndrome oh because for okay. the longest time I felt like I don't know I'm not classically trained in photography sure. I don't sure. I didn't go to school like I took one film photography class mm-hmm. as because I needed an art credit in right. college right. Um, which that was fun like I would love to get back in a dark room sometime but oh, me um, too I loved that so much fun that was something I really enjoyed in school as well yeah but like I'm I didn't go to school to learn anything I didn't have any mentors sure. and I like the way that we started this business was not uh, like under anyone or no. really uh, it was you going your own way yeah trying to really forge your own path well also just kind of fell <laughs> fell in my lap too because I was not planning to be a wedding photographer no I was you planning... willing to fill a niche market that needed to be filled in Austin specifically yeah, yeah. Well, well and then I you're like started... very quickly that's not how it no but I like the the business like the first uh business model that I came to you with uh mm-hmm. on a napkin uh mm-hmm. during my lunch break was a photo booth company mm-hmm. it was like I can do this and like you said like, like I said a, a niche market by the in second a time spot. yeah I was like I'm gonna be making all this profit it's gonna be easy and then the first clients that I booked for a photo booth was like hey do you also do wedding photography I was mm-hmm. like absolutely I do I've done too but sure I'll charge you for it and then fell in love with that um but but that yeah that was my undoing yeah and because uh, that was six months into our marriage yeah less probably less than that uh because I think it was like April or maybe May uh, that we like started all of that and your first um, wedding was what September like- September do you remember 21st night of September? I still remember that couple and they are still legitly very cool. Yeah. They're cool. I still follow Ashley on Instagram. Well, they were the first couple that booked me, but they were not the first oh. couple that I photographed. Oh, there's, sorry. theirs was in theirs was in October. It was like they were oh, like my, my third wedding, but they they are also very cool. My mistake. The other couple, I don't they were never on social media. So but they oh. were the ones where the dog laid down on her wedding dress during their first dance. Yeah. That was fun. Um, and things yeah, happen, man. And things I did happen. not, I did not know at all what settings my camera needed to be at. Um, but you did your best. Did my best and they were what happy. They and they were, they were happy with what they got. They were happy for the $500 photographer that they 
that they worked with. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. And, you can't but, start. But a lot of five thousand dollar. No, you can, uh, but it most likely will not work. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting like that and not having a mentor, not having a lot of education, and not having photography podcasts and not YouTube tutorials and like all these things. I mean, that was like almost a decade ago, mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff was not readily available mm-hmm. for me. Um, at least I couldn't find it. In your ancient computer, you tried to edit <sighs> on that took hours and hours and hours. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that imposter syndrome um, also went away after changing that mindset from shift. selling. Mm-hmm. Because then at the photo shoots, like at, on a wedding day, I was not thinking, oh, are they going to think I'm professional enough? Do you think this mm-hmm. lens is long enough to look like I'm a professional? Um, instead I was just there to serve them and photograph the moments that meant the most to them. And that became why I was there. And then I was like, yeah, this is easy. I can just serve them and I don't have to worry about what they're thinking or what uncle Bob is thinking because he has a nicer camera than me, um, which happened a few times. (laughs) Uh, but yeah. Um, I think that, that that was a long answer to that question, um, which is pretty on par with my answers. Um, so hopefully last time we did an episode together, we talked for like two hours and I did not cut anything because I was just like, yeah, that's fun. That's riffing. Uh, it's, yeah, we're just riffing. It is a fun time. Nobody uh, wants to hear us talk. Nobody. Yeah, if, you, if you're enjoying this episode, Go back to, I'm going to say episode 15. Um, whatever. He's 100% not sure about that though. Well, yeah, whatever episode 15 is, go listen to that one. Oh my gosh. And then listen to the other one. You are embarrassing yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't even know. Are you going to look it up? Of right course, now? I'm going to look it up right now because I'm not going to let you be this way. Yeah. You. Okay. Okay. While I'm doing that, yeah. please answer. Oh. From Roy, is it Seraphin? Seraphin, yes. Okay. What is friend the, of the show? Hey, Roy. What is the strangest idea for a photo for a couple you had? Strangest idea for a photo. Um, yeah, uh, I had a few. I had one where I put a couple in um, a drainage uh, drainage ditch type thing. Giant tubes, metal tubes uh, going through, and then backlit them uh, to a silhouette. It kind of looked cool. It didn't turn out the way that I wanted to, um, but that was that was interesting. Being like, "Hey, we should go down here into the ditch." But um, they trusted you. And they they trusted it. me, and I climbed. I went into the uh, the tunnel, and then shot out with the backlight. Sure. Um. Yeah. That was that's probably the, um, one of the one of the strangest. Um, I have to find that photo somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what year that was now, but that was mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. That was when I was first getting into off camera flash, and that is why it did not. I never posted it anywhere. I don't even think I delivered that to them because it just did not. Turn out. Yeah. I don't know about strangest, but the most fun I remember. A friend of ours 
Um, really wanted family photos. Had not had them in years. Had more kids since the mm-hmm. last time they had them. I didn't them. know exactly who you're talking about. And she and I were talking and she's like, I just don't think that I can get the kids and they're matching outfits and whatever. It's just yeah. too, like the idea of that was stressing her out majorly. And I just went, well, then don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I don't know what else to do. And I said, well, ask John. He has some ideas. You can do them at your house. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just do them in your backyard. You have a gorgeous tree back there. Yeah. Just and do it was something like that. Summer, mm-hmm. summertime. And I was like, and she needed headshots. So you were going to do those and, for her. Yeah. She needed headshots for her, for her business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did those first. And then everyone changed into some swimming, mm-hmm. swimming suits. And we, I brought over. Super did, soakers. Did I bring them over? No, those were all their stuff. It was they it had was, super was, soakers, yeah. but I think you brought over the water balloons. I think a water hooked yeah. up to the and they were just bunches. like I think we did two hundred water balloons mm-hmm. and a bunch of super soakers. Mm-hmm. And, oh no, those were those were my super soakers too. Oh, were they? Yeah, because yeah. one of them broke. Well, that's and right. Then, that's yeah, right. That's right. Felt bad because about you that. and Maddox. Like, these were like ten bucks. It's cool. Uh, thank you, thank you, the lazy genius Kendra Adachi. Yes. Um, I started listening to her about opening and closing ceremonies for when things start and finish and seasonally. And our summer season opener is mm-hmm. water gun fight. Yep. yep. So every summer so. we start our summer with a water gun fight outside. Mm-hmm. So get, yeah, those were your super new, soakers. <laughs> new super soakers. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun a fun like active family session mm-hmm. with a bunch of like and their water personalities balloons and their personality out. it was so easy for the kids to laugh and mm-hmm. to smile and like even getting a group shot with the parents and all the kids oh yeah that uh, was not hard was, was super easy mm-hmm. um, especially because i was spraying them with water um and taking photos at the same time so yeah that yeah. was probably those, the strangest those got printed and put in her house which is yeah like she had infancy pictures of her kids Mm -hmm. and they were like two and a half three years old yeah and that was the youngest and her oldest was like seven eight years old and she was like these are the first ones i've actually printed put in frames and put up and i'm like get it girl you're doing amazing and it was Mm. it was really fun to to see that so i wouldn't say strange but that was that was more fun and like i just love the that it was different you don't see family photos like that yeah, definitely strange for the um, just kind of the average generic family at the park under a tree, all smiling at Although, the camera. I would love to see an influencer and their family do a water gun fight, photo, I, family photo shoot. I'll around. DM a few of them. <laughs> Be like, hey, we should do this. Mm, there are a couple I'm like, I bet she would be willing to do that. That'd be really fun. Let's do it. Um, the next question is from Heather Lambert and she was asking, when are you moving to Phoenix? I know I have an answer for this, but of course I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. We can, whenever, uh, I'm, I'm down to move wherever. Um, I mean, I want to see uh, more of the world. I lived in Texas. I mean, I've lived in Texas pretty much my whole life, mm-hmm. except for maybe a year, a uh, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, we travel a good bit. Um, 
around the states. Oh yeah, and everything. But um, but yeah, yeah. I a lot of people are really focused out on Texas for a little bit. A lot of people are really focused on um, out of country uh-huh. um, visiting. I've always loved visiting new places in the United States. That's always been really fun for me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still on my bucket list to hit all 50 states. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I only have like eight or nine left that oh, I haven't cool. been to. I mean, we probably do that. Yeah, I used to have a map. Whenever we lived in an RV, there was a map on the outside of the RV, and then you could buy magnets uh, from Holiday Rambler and uh, and then put the magnets in the states. So then once you had been visited that state, mm-hmm. it's filled in and colored. And then you have this whole multicolored rainbow of uh, the United States. What a good idea. Yeah. I have never really traveled farther west than Colorado. Denver is the yeah. farthest west I've gone. So I really want to go to the Montana, and Idaho, we Minnesota, flew to San Diego area. together. That was but like, that was you, like go to a, you dropped into a spot and then you dropped back. Yeah. Well, there is. I guess that... we have been to Phoenix, Arizona for Caleb and Nicole's wedding, but I was pregnant we... with Maddox back then. Yeah, that was that was good. Eight, mm-hmm. Almost eight years ago. Um, One of my best friends is from that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Heather. Uh, soon maybe it's a possibility um i'm actually probably going to be in phoenix later this year um for a conference mm-hmm. uh but... my answer is snarky okay and it's uh heather we followed you to college station and uh less than <laughs> six months after we moved here you beat it and you moved away so if we moved to phoenix and less than six months later, you beat it and you move somewhere else. We ain't doing it again, son. You we, fooled us once. <laughs> yeah. You ain't fooling us again. Yeah, we did only know two people here. And you were one of them. And then you left. Um, which, let's see, do I know anyone else in Phoenix? Y'all might be the only ones. No, everybody oh, we no, know that's know. from Phoenix Scottsdale area no yeah. longer lives there. Yeah. I know, I know, I met a few photographer friends that show it this last year uh, who are in the Tempe, Phoenix. Well, I don't know any area. Uh, which, hey guys, uh, you're listening. All right. Well, that's my answer is Heather, we followed you once before and you ditched us. So we're not following you again. We ain't falling <laughs> for it this time. Uh, <laughs> that laugh is wow. so bad. <laughs> All right. It's my my late night laugh. <laughs> it used to be your regular laugh. I know. When we got married, that was just your standard Seth Rogen laugh. Uh, yeah. And I, I think I had practiced that as a child, as a teenager, mm. um, because I have a, a higher register uh, voice and was made fun of uh, for sounding like a girl or sounding feminine or not not manly enough so then <laughs> i was like well i'm gonna go with like a seth rogan laugh whenever whenever i'm gonna laugh i'm just like <laughs> and uh, dudes make fun of each other for the weirdest stuff yeah yeah that was my best here let me make fun of you for let me make fun of you for being fun of me. A, in any way associated <laughs> with a girl yeah 
Awesome. Yeah, that was the 90s and the early 2000s for you. That was that was the worst insult you could have as a guy. Uh, oh, Sandlot. You play ball like a girl was like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did you know you should pursue photography? Uh, kind of talked about how you decided to, but yeah. how do you know if you should really kick it into gear and pursue it? Yeah. Um, how did I know? Um, I mean, it did kind of fall in my lap. I've always loved photography. And this is from Ariel, uh, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, from Ariel Shield? Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, I I mean I've always loved photography, uh, kind of that uh, quintessential. I was a kid with a camera, um, you know, always always enjoying that kind of stuff. I that was one of the first big purchases that I made as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like eleven or so, and I mm-hmm. bought like a forty dollar camera, mm-hmm. um, and I took so many photos that were not great. And um, I've always, yeah, oh yeah, I have CDs and CDs of uh, of photos from my preteen and teenage years uh, that you won't but, even like put in the computer to be like, no, I don't want to see. I don't this. need these. They're just pictures of other people playing basketball. Um, but Aww. yeah, I was always, snapshot I was always the one life, snapshot of my life for sure. Uh, but yeah, I always enjoyed photography. I always liked taking photos and, you know, freezing those moments uh, in time and all that. And then. But how did you go from that to pursuing it? Pursuing it, um, it was when um, it, it seemed like a very <clears throat> pretty easy, like low level of entry side hustle um as i had my nine to five job i was like this is something that i could make a little bit of money on and i enjoy it mm-hmm. uh so i'll do that and then 
um, the love for photography grew from that. And then I was like, okay, I need to learn how to get out of shooting on auto. And, uh, and then I, I think, this a crap. I think whenever, um, what really caused me to, to pursue, cause I, I kind of hit a plateau in the business and my creativity and everything in like 2018. Mm-hmm, you did. And then I went to Devin Robinson's workshop mm-hmm. in North Carolina and he taught me about light and Rembrandt lighting and all of these different things and how, thanks, Dev. yeah, thanks Dev. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it was, uh, it was really, really fun. Like learning about light and how to play with light sure. and how to use it and how to use artificial light that, um, really grew my, my excitement for photography and yeah. wanting to, to pursue that more. So, yeah. I think also from my perspective, you would come home after like a wedding and you really were like, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to do that more than you wanted to do your day job. Cause you oh, did yeah. your day job for almost a year while doing photography or two uh, years, yeah, yeah, two years, two and a half doing, years, two and a half years doing photography. And I was the one who put the kibosh and said enough is enough. I will go back to work if you want to make this a thing. Mm-hmm. And I will carry that load so you can see if this is really something that you can make into something. Yeah. And that was right around one and a half to two years. Mm-hmm. And you said, yeah, okay, let's see if we can make this something. Yeah. And then turn into something. And so we did. And I went back to work and you were a stay-at-home dad and also working from home. Mm. And then Yeah, I think also really grew it. Like I think more than photography, I love business. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You're an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. And I I wanted something that I mean at <clears throat> at 17, I had a screen printing business mm-hmm. and I was looking at going to college for web design so that I could design websites for people and I wouldn't have to have an office and I can just do that from wherever. And I liked that. Like I always wanted a business that had flexibility Mm -hmm. to where I could be at home more Mm -hmm. and I can hang out with my future kids and watch them grow up and be around them more. That was one of the ways you sold me on it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can be at home with you and the kids. Yeah. You didn't uh, want to be a weekend dad only because no. your dad wasn't. And so you're like, right. I wanted to give my kids what my dad gave me. And that was really important to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that was more of what I was pursuing mm-hmm. was a business that fit that mm-hmm. and photography fit that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did web design, but then that moved on mm-hmm. quicker than what I could keep up with mm-hmm. and screen printing also just lost interest. Um, but that was always like my, well, there's not as much creative outlet for you as photography had. No. Yeah. And then the creative outlet outlet <coughs> was just, it's fun to create things and, mm-hmm. uh, and try new ideas. Yeah. 
your ambition definitely outmatched your skill in the first year and a half. Mm-hmm. And now I think yeah. it's so many times that I would have an idea and then I would go to a photo shoot or I'd do like a free something for someone. And then I'd come home and I'm like, yeah, it didn't work out. Like, I, I had this idea for this thing, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm closer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Denise Zapata asked, how can I put myself out there for other photogs to contact me as a second shooter? Have uh, you ever been a second shooter, John Mansfield? I have. Do you know people yes. asking to be or asking for second shooters? Yes. Uh, How do you put yourself out there for the people that you want to have? First, first I would say, Denise, I uh, was right in your boat where you are right now. I reached out to so many people to be their second shooters and they all turned me down. Um, The best way uh, I would suggest is joining uh, Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. If there's a local Facebook group, um, or some sort of community. If there's a rising tide society um, in your area, go to that, start going there and uh, befriend some other photographers. Mm-hmm. And then those friendships uh, can turn into second shooting opportunities. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone that I've second shot for has been a friend. I think there was one that she posted in a Facebook group and then I went and second shot for um, you enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the best. Um, and she's speaking at WPPI this year, and I'm uh, very excited for her. So go Ray. Um, but yeah, I joined some local Facebook groups. Um, even um, I've seen a few posts in this um, podcast Facebook group. Um, I've posted in the podcast Facebook group before when the when I've had um, second shooters who either, you know, tested positive for COVID and can't help anymore or, uh, you know, family emergency and now they got to back out or I just forgot to book someone as a second shooter um, and looking for someone last minute and uh, I posted there. Uh, so I definitely do that and, and also just befriending people on uh, social media being social, dropping into the DMs, uh, commenting on their photos and just, you know, being social and supportive and encouraging Mm -hmm. and not like, Hey, this is an amazing photo. If you ever need a second shooter, um, but just like building that rapport first. And then maybe after a couple months or so, just send them a DM like, Hey, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. If you ever need a second shooter, that would be amazing to, to work with you. Um, and then lastly, um, just offer it up for free for some people. Um, if there's, you really want to second shoot for that person. Yeah. Or if you really want to get into weddings, um, if, if you, you know, want that portfolio, you can ask people like, Hey, can I be a second or third shooter or something? And then, you know, be able to use these photos for my portfolio Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay me. I lug around your stuff all day. Um, because also if you're willing yeah. to travel, if you're willing to travel, yeah. And like go to places that like, you know, you live in Arizona and mm-hmm. somebody in Chicago needs a second shooter. I mean, find out how much and be like, Hey, if you'll cover cost of 
me getting there in a hotel room for the night or Airbnb or whatever, I'll come second shoot for you free mm-hmm. of charge. And then you have amazing photos in Chicago for your portfolio. And you have an experience that's frankly a cool story. Yeah. Plus you can work with a photographer that you want to work with that you otherwise wouldn't because they're not local to you. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those things do all of those at the same time. Um, but yeah, I think the, for sure, um, if there's some, some local photographers that you admire that you would want to work with, um, befriend them and start, start, uh, engaging with them. You can even add them to uh, a saved list on your Instagram. I have a few different lists of people that I go through regularly and react to their stories and, uh, try Mm -hmm. and keep that, uh, conversation going all right so kind of piggybacking off of that Mm -hmm. images by adriana asks do you have a dream destination location and yes you do yeah a few of them that's why you have that bucket list on your website i do i do have my bucket list on my website um one of my dream locations would be the moon i want to be uh Mm one of the first photographers it's to not even a joke y'all. it's not a joke that's not um, even that's like for real for real sometime in my career i will photograph a wedding on the moon mm-hmm. um also i don't know how no cameras yeah cameras especially okay i'm getting into technical stuff um but yeah cameras will cameras will work in uh vacuums um but uh yeah the moon i mean anything on earth uh i would say uh, New Zealand for sure. Uh, Iceland, yeah, it's kind of becoming trendy now. Um, but I would still really like to go to Iceland. Uh, I think that would be cool. Iceland, um, so trendy. Yeah. I don't even want it, to go there it anymore. Is. It's like the last five years. Everyone's going to Reykjavik. It's like, <laughs> well, it's not super expensive to get there. No, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Iceland, New Zealand, Ireland, uh, anywhere with green rolling hills, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah any of those. Uh, uh, someone uh, getting married in front of the waterfall would be cool. Uh, loud, any, though. It'd be loud, but it'd be cool. I mean, not like a Niagara Falls waterfall, not like a Jim and Pam situation. Waterfalls uh, are just loud, though. They are loud. But if it's, like, far away... Like like a Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. That's another one. That's yeah. another dream location for a wedding. That's just kind of dream uh, for us to go back. I would love to go back to Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are those are some of mine. Um, I have a couple of dream photo shoots yeah. options for like our family or couples photos. Mm, mm-hmm. That like you could take them. Mm-hmm. We could have them taken of us. Whatever. But n- mine are less places and more situations like i would love to go to arizona during the hot air balloon festival and take family photos in a hot air balloon of our family with all of the hot air balloons in the background right i think that would be really would the other photographer be in another hot air balloon i don't know whole balloon i don't know how that would work specifically with like how close you're allowed to get and things because i know it's like dozens and dozens at a time but yeah, i don't yeah. know what the rules and regulations are about distance true 
all things to, to figure out. But that's just we, something that I would really like to figure out. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, we've talked about going to the Hot Air Balloon Festival mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. um, and we're really looking at it like uh, for 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, but we so had a new, new, uh, newish born and then 2020, another newborn and pandemic. Um, well, but, no, it wasn't in 2019. It was just that we had missed it. Like oh yeah it, it was too at the yeah. very end of october yeah. early november or something. Like, oh, that's well, right that's i was looking for our sister-in-law's birthday in november uh -huh. and uh -huh. it just happened in october and we're like well we'll do it next year for 2020 so yeah. okay that's how that happened we'll have to see when it is uh for this year maybe we can make it out there but i would also like to go to the navy pier and take like family photos out there because you know that's mm -hmm. something that is really special to me because mm -hmm. i lived outside of Chicago for a few years growing up from about yeah, five years old to you. about nine-ish years old mm -hmm. and the Navy Pier is a place that still holds a lot of really happy memories for me and going there with our kids I think it'd be fun to have a photo shoot of our family kind of yeah. like at a carnival style circus style that'd be fun I've never really mm -hmm. experienced Chicago I've like driven through mm -hmm. a couple times mm -hmm. but not experienced it. Chicago's still one of my favorite cities in the whole world. Yeah, you hear good things. I love it. You hear windy things. Yeah. That modern, ugh. The Museum of Modern Art is, ugh, just one of my favorite places I've ever been in my life. It's just, I love it. I love it. I love that place. Um, <clears throat> oh, Denise just responded that we're giving her all the hope. Well, I hope yeah. we give her more than hope. I hope we've given her practical ways to make her dreams come true yeah go get them girl go make them come true definitely hopes through those uh practical steps yeah go make it happen yeah you can do it also if you're anywhere around here if you want to shoot around uh houston austin ish areas mm -hmm. hit me up i'm always looking for second shooters uh love working with new people yeah those are like that kind of stuff Family photos at Disney sounds fun to me. I always love those. Those always seem like a good time. That'd be fun. But yeah, like more, my ideal has less to do with the destination. It's mm -hmm. more to do with the circumstances or festivals or things that are happening in a place. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, so. my dream photo shoots are more situational than... Mm -hmm. Because uh, the question was destination, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. locations. Dream destination yeah. location. Because I have another list on my website of dream situation mm -hmm. photo shoots for specifically for engagement shoots, um, which I'm I have one coming up that I'm going to get to check off that list where uh, we're going for a little mini road trip and taking photos in the car and mm -hmm. stopping for like Whataburger or some sort of fast food and mm -hmm. doing those like lifestyle type stuff. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Next question. Yeah. All right. The last two are also by images by Adriana. Cool. So the first is what was your most awkward moment as a professional photographer? I don't know. Most awkward. Uh, I've had a few awkward moments. Uh, okay, caveat. John doesn't feel like awkward or uncomfortable often. True. 
because he's just really comfortable with it or he's like, oh, that's awkward, but he doesn't feel awkward. I don't feel embarrassed very often. Or embarrassed by it. He's just yeah. like, oh, that was a situation that wasn't ideal. And yeah. it's like. I was actually on uh, Sarah Monica's uh, podcast uh, last year mm-hmm. talking about a couple embarrassing moments mm-hmm. um, or awkward moments in photo shoots. Um, I'd say anytime people are fighting right before you can see that when somebody's been crying, that's my favorite mm. because that happens to me. Like yeah. before every family photo shoot, I'm always upset in the car applying my eye makeup because yeah. I know not to do it before we get in the car because I'm already so upset. Yeah, one, one awkward <laughs> moment was a couple that we went on a whole hike and everything oh my to gosh. get to a location. Oh my gosh. And, and there was a fight on the way up. There was a fight on the way to the location, which was kind of semi-resolved. So we did the first half of the photo shoot. It was cool. Then things got brought back up mid-hike. That's hard. That's Um, a hard thing to... And then we got up to the top. Or no, we never made it to the top. um, But you got some amazing silhouette photos. I got some amazing silhouette photos that you could not tell anyone was crying. Uh, (laughs) Some great close-up details of hands. And, uh, <laughs> and things, but um, yeah, that was that was an awkward moment for sure. Where I was just yeah. like, "You came home, you're like that was oh, no, guys. not what I expected um, that to be." <laughs> can we just get along, please. Um, but uh, yeah, that was an awkward one. I climbed a tree once to get a photo, and then on my way down, ripped my pants. Uh, so that was also. Oh, I have a little video on my phone right now of you climbing a tree in the snow in the mountains of Colorado. Yeah. Did Thank not, the Lord you did not rip your pants that No, day. that would have been very cold. Uh, it was like... Because you still went for another hour and a half after that. Yeah, that was a fun, fun That day. was so fun. So fun Mostly because that couple was like... They were also... The best. Yeah. Cheyenne was stunning. Yeah. And she was like willing to really be cold like truly be cold yeah like that dress she had was like plunging back oh my god it was like yeah it's like almost like an elvira's dress with like that slinky long black Mm -hmm. she looked incredible and carson was right carson yeah carson and he was like i don't know he was just fun yeah he was like they were kind both, of snarky and silly yeah, and they're both super fun but they were and, so into it and then their yeah. best friends were with them and they were adorable and i mm. loved them yeah they were so sweet i loved yeah. all four of them i'm glad yeah that would not have been good if that was the time that i ripped my pants um but yeah there was no snow involved it was just no. uh, that wasn't awkward. awkward as much as uncomfortable because everyone was freezing by the end of it yeah um yeah i don't know i don't feel like i've had a lot of like super awkward moments um i did show up to a photo shoot once uh and i had formatted all my memory cards and then i left all of them on my desk and then i drove to the photo shoot and i got there and talked to them got everything ready it was like right at sunset and no memory cards and i was like i'm sorry and i had to reschedule but they were totally cool with it and ended up buying a bunch of prints so you know it all works out. about that yeah and sometimes you just gotta own your mistakes and i totally owned that one i was like i'm so sorry i'm gonna extend your photo shoot 
and give you like a percentage off some prints. So they were, they were very lovely about it. Yeah. All right. Last submitted question. Last question. If you could be instantly great at any hobby or sport, what would it be? I can be instantly great. Um, This is his dream, you guys. He hates being bad. I, yeah, I like to. Well, I mean, who really enjoys being bad at things? Yeah, I like to be good at things. Um, it, I think probably because uh, the word sport was in there, mm-hmm. um, I, I instantly thought of basketball. That mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to be instantly great at basketball. You were great before. I was great before, um, but I'm not great now. Uh, it's. Ever since I broke my foot in that way, uh, playing basketball, <laughs> um, haven't been too great since then. To be then. fair, you broke your foot. Another guy like separated his shoulder. It's One guy was on crutches. Of, bunch of thirty-somethings <laughs> out there trying to play basketball at five a.m. And <laughs> we all injured ourselves. Like a bunch of nerds. Because we're like we're all seventeen, right? And then our body said, of you were no, none of you are 17. All of you are dads now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you weren't even 30 yet. I wasn't even 30 yet. <laughs> no. But my body was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, basketball for sure. Um, hobby. Hobby. Separate from sport. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't say standball. Yeah, I don't know. Sandball, I, love that I do love sandball at all. Uh, I don't know, glass blowing? Mm. That would be really cool um, if I was great at that. Uh, that would make our class really. That, yeah, nice. the class that we're going to to learn how to glass blow, um, I could teach it because uh, that would be great. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, just any... because you're great at something doesn't mean that you can teach someone else to be great. Right. You do have to be a good teacher. Dash. You can quote me on that. You can quote it. Uh, mark the tape. Uh, I guess that's for me. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Any any hobbies? Uh, pogo stick. That would be cool to be great at. I've never been good at that. Um. Yeah. Things that I'm not good at. That I would want to be like great rock at. climbing or something like that. Rock That'd climbing be really would be fun cool. activity to be good at. Yeah. Uh, it's an outdoor one. You can do that so many places. Surfing. Yeah. 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 I'm not great at surfing. No. Uh, so that would be no. <laughs> no, I broke my back. Yes. <laughs> I just break things uh, when I try to do sports. So. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. To be fair, we didn't know we were in the most dangerous area yeah of oahu yeah when you were attempting to surf just like practice like get some reps and to see mm-hmm. how you feel yeah we just, just we didn't know we thought we were in like a waves. chill spot yeah. for you to just kind of like but get used as to it. i was going over that wave you were being informed that we we're on the uh, deadliest beach of oahu like a guy literally came over and was like <laughs> you guys don't live here do you and we're like no no we don't he was like he doesn't know what he's doing. And I was like, well, he's surfed before or whatever, but he's like, no, you don't understand. Like this is the deadliest beach yeah. on this Island for yeah. people because they underestimate the 
was it riptide? What's it for the, the riptide? The riptide, yeah. uh, and they get pulled under and they drown because that was it's so serious. I got uh, hit. I remember I got hit with the wave twice. Yeah, the first were... one I just like <laughs> let it wash over, and I was like, "Whoa, that went way over my ankles." And the second mm. one, it it nearly. I was in my in the sand nearly to my knees, and I was four and a half months pregnant. And I remember thinking, if this hits me another two times. I'm going to be way steep and there's no getting, this was the closest yeah. I had to a quick sand experience of my life. And I, remember, I was terrified. I remember seeing you because I'm screaming for you. I'm laying on my back on the beach because I just got thrashed by these waves. Um, no, this was before you got in. This was before. No. Oh, because you were oh, already yeah, yeah. in the water, like yeah. about to like, you were going to like hit a wave. And I was and like, John, were, come back, come back. I was in, so yeah. scared. But I remember whenever, I went over, you were mm-hmm. still out past the oh, I was. waves. Yeah. And then you were coming in because you saw me just like hobbling on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing you just like going, like the sand just like eating you down to your knees and then the waves hitting you. And I was like, hitting me from the back coming up. That was really fast. I that can't even scary. get out there to help because I, I can hardly that was move. Really scary. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. never went back there. Never, never really went back scary. There. Yeah, but I would love to go back to Hawaii. Um, <laughs> I will not be going to Sandy Beach. To Sandy Beach. Plus, uh, that sand was like kind of red and rocky sand. It very, was this not, very coarse. Not pleasant. It did sand. not feel good when the waves hit you with all that coarse sand. Mm-mm, I did not uh, like it. Yeah. So, we were so taking note of that on your podcast number sixteen. Oh, number sixteen. Hey, I was close You're with number really fifteen. Close? um yeah so if you want to listen to another longer episode you really don't <laughs> uh what were we talking about in that one uh entrepreneurship how to life. be how to be married to the entrepreneurial lifestyle yeah so if you enjoy this one you might enjoy that one too um but uh yeah cool well thanks everyone who submitted questions um thanks taylor for uh oh, for hosting this podcast Ooh, okay more questions let's go <laughs> if you will so indulge me let's do it um okay so we've already asked you know what made you pursue this how'd you get into it yeah is there anything that you regret doing in your business where you're like that was really dumb I would never want anyone else to make that choice for themselves. Um, I hired that company to get me on the front page of Google. Mm -hmm. And then they stole my identity and stole (laughs) like 30 clients from me. Um, That was a bad year for us. And that was like a really dry summer because I had no work coming in. Um, So I regret that. Um, that's a really good no that's a really really good point. yeah like uh, people think well i need to get you know yeah i wanted to get because it was i think we had been in college station for maybe a year at that point. that was right after lydia was born because it was may when that happened yeah and right when she hit three months i Uh went back to work because because i didn't have any work yeah i didn't have any work and i I didn't have anything coming in and I I didn't know why I didn't have any leads coming in until they called you. They called me, mm-hmm. uh, which I had already fired them. I hired them to get me on the front page of Google. They didn't do mm-hmm. it. Um, they created a second 
website. Mm-hmm. I think it might still be up allheartphotography.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they created a second Instagram, second Twitter, Facebook, all the social medias. And they funneled all the leads to that. And then they funneled all the leads to that. And mm-hmm. then um, they also set up some sort of rerouting phone number. So anytime someone wanted to call me, it went to their phone. It was super legal. It was very sketch. Um, yeah, we tried to get Better Business Bureau on them and everything. I think since then, uh, they are no longer around. So, um, but I'm sure there's other scammers out there. But yeah, that's one thing that I regret um, is that. Uh, that's and, a really and good doing, one. Doing that. Um, also, I mean, photography-wise, uh, not business-wise, photography-wise, um, I regret uh, chasing trends. Because um, I chased trends for a bit. And also um, looking at other photographers um, who had either been in the business longer than me or or some who hadn't, but comparing myself and my photos to them. Mm. Um, I regret that because that was a few years of just feeling down about my work mm-hmm. and what I was doing. They say um, comparison is a thief of joy. That's what they say. And it was. It, it thieved my joy. And... Uh, it thieved it. Just steal it. Just thieved it right away. Thieved it out. But yeah. And, you know, said uh, a few times on on the show uh, that the only person you should be comparing yourself to in business and just in life is uh, your past self. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if you can be 1% uh, better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the year, it's like 300 and something percent better than you were the year before. And that's a lot. Um, so yeah, tiny steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that I regret the, I don't know if I regret those years because it did build character and everything, but I regret the amount of time that I spent comparing mm-hmm. myself to other people. Because um, I remember, and I even told uh, Joseph West about this when he was on the show, was that he was one of the first inspiration mm-hmm. like photos mm-hmm. whenever I decided like to do this. Style. I was mm-hmm. like, I love this photo. And I found that folder on an old hard drive. Oh yeah. Uh, like right before he was on the show. How funny. And I told him about it and how I was like, yeah, I was just looking through some of my old photos that I found inspiration uh my first year of business. And some of his were in there. Um but I had also compared myself oh, sure. to him and was just like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, or like, you know, whenever I met Devin Robinson, I compared myself to him. Well, is Yeah. We, but Incredible like we, stuff, we so both started our businesses in the spring of 2013. Um, and I was like, but look at where they've gone and look at where I am. And, uh, and that was not, it's different obstacles, it's, yeah. different. Everyone's different got their own paths. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and where I am now is uh, further down the path than I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that you are not an overnight sensation. Me too. I don't know what I would do with that. I think that that idea is really um, pervasive. Mm -hmm. in our culture right now like 
oh, Lizzo, overnight sensation. She's like, do you know how many years it got? It took me to become an overnight sensation. Like, mm-hmm. do you know how many years the songs that you guys loved and all of a sudden just like took to the top of the charts? You know how long they were out before anybody listened to them? Like, yeah. I love that idea of like, we, we've even talked over the years about, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, oh, we're such a burden to you that we're this family and whatever. If you were just a single guy, you would have been able to do so much more, so much faster. And you're like, yeah, sure. But you're also one of the reasons I chose this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You're also one of the driving factors yeah, of having I, this business. If I didn't have a family that I wanted to be home with, then I probably wouldn't have quit my nine to five job. Because it was fine. It was going well. It started to go well. Yeah. It was a toxic environment for a bit. Um, But that was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it started to be okay toward the end. But yeah. Other people got involved. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and even like, and that reminds me of a photographer that I was talking to on Clubhouse when that was a big thing. Oh, yeah. And. and she had house was great i don't know what happened to it but um but it was great and i was talking to to her i don't even remember who what her name is but she was an overnight success like yeah. picked up a camera she was like 19 or 20 years old oh yeah is and this then, one from ohio that moved to california no different, different. um but see this the storyline the storyline is very similar of just like picking up a camera she started posting on Instagram and then like went viral within three or four months. She had like 20,000 followers mm-hmm. and was fully booked out mm-hmm. uh, for weddings and elopements sure. and was really enjoying that and took great photos, but she had no idea how to do the business side because she was an overnight success. So she was still in the like infancy business of I don't know. Uh, do I need to be bookkeeping? Do I need Definitely. to have a separate account for my personal stuff and my business things? And then she was like, I just, I really need a mentor, someone to help me uh, go through this because I don't know. Um, so yeah, yeah, for that reason, I'm glad that I was also not an overnight success because yeah. that would have been, uh, mm-hmm. probably would have been me. Just like, Consistent and persistent. <laughs> if you... I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Consistent and persistent. I think that right now, the next step. Well, let me ask that question. What is the okay. next step for <laughs> your for your business with All Heart? What's the next thing that you're trying to accomplish uh, in 2022 for your for your business? Um, the, the next steps. Um, I really want to up level my client experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to provide more. Uh, resources for them for wedding planning um, and uh, for other vendors and and that kind of thing. Um, I also want a better experience for um, for them for uh, photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a few where we will talk about doing dinner or drinks or something afterwards, and that just like uh, like this uh, this coming. Uh, weekend mm-hmm. is uh, the, that couple for their engagement session 
I brought pizza and they brought uh, bourbon. Mm -hmm. And then after the photo shoot was like the regular photo shoot was done, we had a picnic in the grass and ate pizza and drank bourbon together. And I got a couple of photos of them, you know, with pizza. Those were really and cute. Yeah. And they were, they were fun and definitely them because those are things that they love. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I want to up-level that kind of client experience as well. Um, and then shooting fewer weddings um, and and then, you know, doing more, more educational stuff for my couples, more educational stuff for other photographers, um, like the podcast and, uh, bringing back workshops and, uh, and speaking gigs and stuff like that. You've got a workshop coming up. I have two workshops coming up in the next two months. Yeah. I mean, one's a one-on-one workshop. Uh, it's not necessarily a workshop, more of a class, but yeah, looking forward to the night photography one in March. Mm. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> um, which that's allheartphoto.com slash night class. If you want to check it out, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I love night photography. Um, and it's just going to be a party. We're also going to have pizza and most likely bourbon there too. Um, at least some good. Uh, do you have a menu for that already? I do. Yeah. More ranch on the Brazos uh, in Navasota, Texas. Nice. Uh, yeah, they're gonna host us and have a venue. It's gonna be. It's one of the darkest skies in uh, this area of Texas okay. in Navasota. Well, that's what you need. Because we're far away from Houston. We're far enough away from like College Station, Brenham, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be dark and lots of stars. Yeah. So. It'll be and fun. is there any wedding that you're really looking forward to this year, 2020? I mean, Costa Rica, for sure. In one month. In less than a month. Yeah. It's 28 days. 28 days. Uh, I get to go to that one. Yeah, you get to go with me. You are not going to be my assistant. You were going to be my date slash assistant, but now you are officiating that wedding. I am. Which is is exciting. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was going to say, one of my favorite photo shoots you ever did, that the mm -hmm. couple was so themselves was Miguel and Marianne. Yes. And he Same. brought his guitar mm-hmm. and he was, you know, playing whatever. You guys got pizza yep. and they sat and ate yeah. and that was really fun. Oh, wait, that was their maternity. That was their maternity. Sorry, photos. sorry, sorry. Yeah. That was their maternity photos that y'all y'all did that. Mm-hmm. But I I love that like their photos, you took their engagement photos and you took their maternity. No. Oh, no. Just maternity? Yeah, just maternity. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was all one photo shoot was the guitars and the pizza and all that. It was My just mistake. it was My just mistake. a day. It was but fun. you but like you did that. Oh yeah, because then she changed into her beautiful maternity dress where she looked absolutely stunning. Um but you officiated their wedding. I officiated their wedding. Two yes. years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. So that was really fun. But yeah, I that's I just love that. People just choose to be themselves. And those are the photography shoots that you do now is where mm-hmm. people are just. Which I put a lot of work into helping them be themselves and finding locations mm-hmm. that work the best to highlight their personalities and, mm-hmm. and doing activities that work well. Um, I'm mm-hmm. talking to a couple right now about going to an arcade 
and then just like hanging out in an arcade and taking photos. Sure. There will probably be pizza involved there too. Sure. Seems like all, all of our favorite photo shoots have pizza. It travels um, well. Which, I mean, who doesn't love pizza? Burgers and fries it, do it not does. travel as well. No, they don't. You have to eat them like right there, especially mm-hmm. the fries. I, yeah, Soggy fries are the worst. They're the worst. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, that one, that one wasn't fun. That was, that was good. And uh, yeah, that's probably one of my favorites as well uh, yeah. for couples. Shoots. So obviously, I know you're looking forward to Costa Rica because partly because of who to, you're photographing. Yes, yeah. which is good friends of ours. Good friends of ours, um, but also all of our close friends yeah. are going to be present at mm-hmm. the wedding. From excuse me, all yes. my closest friends from college. Yes. And their husbands yeah. that are now all of your friends. They, they've become good friends of mine uh, <laughs> over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that one mm-hmm. for sure. Um, there's one later this year that they're getting a uh, a taco truck and they're going to have street tacos at the wedding. So that'll be fun. Um, any wedding with fireworks. Mm-hmm. Just had one a couple weeks ago with fireworks, and that Love was that. that was so much fun. It wasn't even New That's Year's. Dramatic. Love yeah, that. They're just like, yeah, we're not doing sparklers. We're just gonna go outside and watch a firework show for like five minutes. Um, but it was like, yeah, 30, 40 degrees. So it was a long five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, those are those are the kinds of ones that I'm looking forward to. Uh, the the unique ones the, they're not just your your average i mean here in texas there's a lot of rustic barn weddings lots sure. of burlap uh lots of uh just kind of you know what you see on pinterest yeah. and uh and those are great and those are beautiful and and they're great weddings that's also uh, our location too. but yeah it's also our location and the the unique ones the different ones those are always the ones that really stand out to me that I look forward to because uh, I feel like I'm different and unique and uh, and I'm drawn drawn to those for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. You wanna you wanna do the last segment of the show where we talk about what we're loving this week? Yeah, please cool. go first. Oh yeah, I get to go first. I'm the guest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask you what you're loving this week. Um, what am I loving this week? Um, let's see. I have a list. Oh. A show that we recently uh, binged that was very my, quickly. That was one of mine for sure. Yeah, only murders in the building. Um, kind of late to that. To that we game. were we were late to it, um, but it came out a while back. But yeah, a few months a few months ago. Um, but it was really good. Uh, Steve Martin, uh, Martin, Martin Short, Short, Selena Gomez, Selena Gomez, um, Tina Fey. Yeah, Tina Fey was in that. Um, it was is a good show if you like Jane true Lynch. crime. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a that was, was a fun not little. ready for Jane Lynch on that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of true crime, uh, it's definitely definitely fun. Uh, and they kind of kind of poke fun at uh, true crime podcasts a, a bit. bit. Um, but it's also like but in the way every, I love it so much. Right? Yeah. Yeah, which I was like, I didn't even know this was about true crime podcast. That's great. Um, and then the end of every single episode, we were just like, 
we have to watch another one. Like Yeah, on episode three, I was like, I don't know. I'm not really into this. I don't know. And then it hooked me into see the fourth episode. Yeah. yeah. And by the time we hit fourth episode, I was like, okay. And by fifth episode, I was like, oh. Yeah. And by Every... sixth episode, I was like, no, 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 we're not, we're not going to sleep yet. It's <laughs> the seventh episode. And finally, we're like, okay, it's after midnight. We have to go to sleep. We are yeah. adults. We are parents. We have got to go to sleep. And then we. I mean, it was helpful that I had COVID during that time. So, so I was helpful. just like out of, I, I was so helpful. I was fatigued and my head You sat felt, still for a long time. That was very unique for I, you. Yeah, I usually do not sit that still. And usually I would start feeling, um, anxiety or like guilty for sitting there and binging a show yeah i'd be like oh, but i have work that i need to be doing i should probably only watch two episodes and then i need to go edit these photos um but i didn't feel guilty about anything i was like i got covid i'm dying i'm just gonna sit here and watch a show and, and binge through this um so yeah i didn't die by the way uh, just as an update but uh, yeah, all, only the murders in the building. Uh, it's on Hulu, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. on yeah. Hulu. Uh, I think it's a Hulu original. It is a Hulu original. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was good. I liked it. <coughs> what are What are you loving this week? Oh, just the one. I I've gone down to just one because oh, I do okay. this like every week. Okay. I'm like, these are way way too many things for me to be loving. <laughs> I've got a list. I have other things that I am loving actually. I am going to, these, these little guys, it's a snack. Let me see what they're called. These, uh, uh, Mi Tienda. Uh, by H-E-B? By H-E-B. They're like Japanese-style peanuts. The Fuego ones are amazing. They're just little spicy, spicy. I think they're like some sort of like, I don't know what Japanese style is. I think they're like some sort of boiled something, but they have like a coating and then the flavor and they're delicious. And they're we really... We've really liked Asian flavors lately. Oh yeah, for sure. But they're they're great um, just while you're working snack. Just pop a couple in. Um, and I think the heat helps me to not eat uh, so quickly uh, because it's like, oh, that's nice nice heat and then it'll just kind of dissipate and then I want to throw a couple more in mm-hmm. um but those I discovered those recently mm-hmm. and as you as you saw I have a whole bag mm-hmm. of them over here they're like well, you're they're, always they're pretty them cheap at night whenever I come in mm-hmm. um but yeah those are good you can get them at H-E-B if you're in Texas sure. and I think that's the only places that H-E-B is not even all of Texas, Port Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh yeah, they're they're Kroger only. So sad. Now Albertsons. Tom Thumb. Tom Thumb, yeah, that was I think one of the first times I thought saw a Tom Thumb. Um, so much more but, expensive to live up there. Yes. Yeah. Okay, what are you loving? Um, I love. I got to go on a trip this mm. last week. My mm-hmm. mommy getaway trip. Um. I have been dealing with a lot of overwhelm. Um, I'd say since we got in our car accident at the end of September. September, yeah. Um, because 
we had less than a week, I think five days from the point where we got in our car accident to you left for um, your conference. Hybrid collective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was left with the kids for multiple days by myself. Yep. And I was not well. I was definitely in pain and I was not in good shape from that. Yeah. Um, and then your October was six weddings, I think, something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Five or six weddings in October. And so that was a very full month. <clears throat> yeah. And then we were also trying to go see the chiropractor and get our yeah, bodies right. We had to go through all that because there was a lot of uh, recovery mm -hmm. from that accident. And we had what a week from the point you got back to needing to buy a car because our car was totaled mm -hmm. yeah. we had a rental car that did <laughs> not fit all of our they children. gave us like five days to go purchase a new car mm -hmm. or we'd have to start paying for the rental we're like oh right this is more stress that's cool and y'all know this <clears throat> is not the ideal time to buy a car or at least it wasn't in october yeah um and so I think that that kind of built up and built up and then you having to do weddings through the end of the year, plus editing, plus photo shoots and end of year things. I it mean, was really, the really last three overwhelming. months of the year, last three months of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, I photographed more weddings than I did in all of 2019 mm -hmm. in three months. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a lot of stress on both of us. But yeah, for sure on you. Uh, being home with the kids <clears throat> every weekend, uh, sometimes double header mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday or Friday and Sundays, mm -hmm. all that. So yeah, this was a much needed getaway, a yeah. few days, so no kids. I reached no out money. to my friend Lauren um, back, I think at the end of November, early December and said, hey, can I come see you? We tried to make it work through December. There wasn't a time where it worked for both of us because she is an extremely gifted um woman who works incessantly because obviously she is so talented and her office needs her she's vp position of where she works and anyway she's amazing and so obviously there's only so much you can take off at the end of the year when you have a very high position in a right. in a company um and I went back when I was there and it was December 16th and I texted her. I was mm. like, things have gotten way worse. I am not well. Can I, can we figure out a time for me to come? And we figured out it was the first week of January. It was going to go. Mm -hmm. Well, then she texted our group of friends shortly after Christmas and said, we got, we got the Omicron. And so of course I was devastated to hear that they were sick devastated to hear that I wasn't going to be able to go see her and so we were thankfully able to postpone it three weeks and I was able to go up there and I I was not well when I went to go see her I was physically completely run down I had a cough whatever I had checked to make sure I didn't have COVID because I was like I'm not fine with COVID that is irresponsible <laughs> um but I came back negative and everything mm -hmm. like that. And they said, yeah, just come. We don't care. Just come and you need it. And we, we want to see you. And so I was like, okay, so I did. And it's so funny how quickly I wasn't sick anymore and yeah. how 
they recently bought a house and it's gorgeous and getting to really just be in a beautiful place and a beautiful home that you are not responsible for and be loved by someone who you've known, you know, gosh, 15 years, something like that. And um, Lauren has been somebody who's really important to me since college. So um, getting to really spend time with her, have her listen to me, listen to her, really be in her life. So that is definitely something I loved was that mommy getaway time. It felt really needed. It felt good to um, be my own person again for just a handful of days. It was funny on the second day I was there, they're like, you know, you could extend your trip. And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't think I can. <laughs> Not this time. John needs me home. Um, <clears throat> but it's something important to do mm-hmm. uh, for for anyone. <laughs> Not necessarily is... take a four hour flight, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but like take, taking those breaks mm-hmm. uh, from work, from mm-hmm whatever taking those little staycations or yeah. mini vacations because mm-hmm. uh, you're only gone four or five days mm-hmm. and it wasn't a, a super long time but it was enough to like reset mm-hmm. and be away and uh be able to you know like you said be your own person do your mm-hmm. own thing um, yeah yeah so I'm definitely loving that and I'm loving all of the things that Lauren bestowed upon me Mm-hmm. new shoes new sunglasses clothes <laughs> she just sent us back new clothes for the kids got you some sun like we just we had a lot of fun she took a day off of work so we could just kind of spend a day get our nails did go shopping hang out which was really lovely um yeah so i'm really i'm loving feeling Rested again and loving, feeling whole again. That's really, that's really important to me. I'm also loving that. Okay. Well, cool. Awesome. Well, I enjoyed this. Yeah, this was too. fun. Um, it's always fun. I mean, the last time that we did this was also a lot of fun because, you know, we don't often get time to just like sit and chat mm-hmm. um, being parents. Um, but all the kids so are asleep. Utilitarian it's talk. <laughs> almost eleven o'clock at night. Uh, you thought this so. was going to be less than two hours. I know. Well, you it's thought. still it's still technically less than two hours, <laughs> not by much, but it is less. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, cool. Well, I enjoyed this. Uh, thanks everyone for the questions. Uh, thank you for hosting. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, (laughs) once upon a time i wanted my own podcast so this is kind of fun for me you did record a couple episodes oh yeah long long ago they're on a they are archived they are not in the world please they're somewhere um but yeah well cool i think that's the end um yeah y'all know where to find me i don't need to plug my stuff uh join the facebook group uh join the community there um look for his class his 101 class if you're wanting to learn more about your camera specifically yeah look for his night class that's in march if you want to learn how to shoot at night yeah i'll post both of those in the in the facebook group too um 
and I've been posting about them on my uh, Insta all heart photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, allheartphoto.com slash 101 or slash night class uh, for either of those uh, more information. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to the show. Um, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. I, I would love uh, to, to chat again um, and see y'all next week. Yeah. Happy 100. Happy 100. Cool. All right. Well, I'll see y'all for 101 next week. <laughs> cool. That was fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> you like my questions? I did like your questions. Did you like my answers? Yay. <laughs> <laughs>